0: Hello, podcast listeners. This is Chris Plum, and this is the Off the Deck podcast. Off the Deck champions Carmel Swim Club's mission, teaching excellence through swimming for life. To more fully meet that mission, we are constructing a new pool, the Carmel Swim Academy. To increase the scope and to reach our community-based programs, including swim lessons and master swimming, and improve the learning environment for all of of our CSC swimmers. We know this will save lives. We are proud to be a part of this exciting project, breaking ground on May 5th. To learn more, visit www.carmelswimacademy.org. Now let's get on with the show. Thank you for joining us today. Excited to be bringing you our special guest, a Miss Veronica Birchell. Veronica is a 2016 grad of Carmel High School and a 2020 grad at the University of Georgia. At Carmel High School, she is a 15-time state champion, so 15 out of 16, which is uh, amazing when you think about it. She is a two-time USA National Junior Team member in 2015 and 2016. She's an NCAA All-American. And she also swam and represented the United States in 2018 and 2019 Shore Course Worlds and World University Games. I know she's training and preparing right now for the 2021 U.S. Olympic Trials. But before we bring Veronica, we'll have our uh, moment with Chris Plum talking about, uh, quote, I don't know if it's right. I just know it works. Um, There are no such things as as setbacks. All those things you need to overcome are just opportunities for you to get stronger, for you to get better. It is all part of the process. And I just want to talk about that process. The process uh, in swimming, and I'm sure any part of your life, comes back to handling what you can in that moment, controlling what you can control. And we don't have... The past, the past is gone. The future hasn't come. All you have is this moment and giving everything you can to that moment, to that, to that challenge you're facing right now. That's what it is all about. Uh, We talk about all the time at swim practice, you know, handle this rep, handle this 50, handle this stroke count, do what you can in that moment. And that's how you're going to achieve success. When you're consistent and being in that moment and being in the process, that is how you're going to be successful. And I know this young lady, She did a great job when she was here at Carmel. I know she did that at Georgia and she's doing that today. Please welcome our special guest, Veronica Birchall. Veronica, welcome. How are you today?
1: Hey, Chris. Doing well. Thank you for having me on the show today.
0: Yeah, we're excited to have you. Um, I know you're currently in Knoxville. What's life like there today?
1: So we have practice at 8.45 this morning and today we actually just have a single. So um, we're just, uh, tomorrow's a lift day and uh, we, we lift usually Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday or sometimes Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. And so kind of just a normal day for the most part uh, besides a double. So our doubles kind of change depending on the college team schedule. And um, yeah, that's what we're doing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, tell us a little about about uh growing up and a little bit of your history how you ended up where you are today
1: so obviously i signed for a swim club <laughs> uh, yep. since i i think maybe i was since i was eight years old i think but i've been swimming since um i've been since i was six and yeah i think growing up through the program i kind of didn't start getting good until i think i was maybe 11 or 12 years old and It wasn't until the Omaha training trip in 2012 where I kind of got to see Olympic trials and not compete for the first time ever. And, you know, like I said, I didn't compete, but I really took so many incredible takeaways from that meet. I looked, I remember being in the stands and watching uh, Desi James, I think it was, uh, swim at the 100 or 200 backstroke or something. And saying, Oh my gosh, I want to be there. I want to do that. And so ever since that trip, I really felt like I wanted to, you know, continue getting better at the sport and see what I could do and see how far I could go and just have fun with it. So at the end of that summer in 2012, I got my first, uh, junior national cut and it was in the 50. And I remember Ian Murray being really mad.
0: He's still mad <laughs> about that today. <laughs>
1: yeah. I just talked to him recently and uh, he. I'm, I'm sure that's probably one of the funniest things till to this still to this day, because he, he um, probably still wishes it was hundred at least, but that's okay. Uh, and he's still trying
0: to get you to swim to the tuner and I am at conference, but those days are past, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't compete a lot of short course yards anymore. Right. So, and you don't want to see me do brushed long course anymore. So. But yeah, so, I mean, I was part of two national junior teams in high school and that was really fun and uh, kind of really through, you know, my experiences at Carmel, then I ended up, you know, swimming at Georgia and my, you know, all experiences that I had leading up to where I am now, they weren't perfect, but I'm really grateful for all the, you know, experiences that I did have And, and I'm so thankful for the trials and tribulations that it contributed to where I am now because I wouldn't be as strong mentally as a person and an athlete. So um, I don't know if I used the right terminology there, but (laughs) it was it wasn't always easy. But I think that that's made me so much stronger. And I really enjoyed, you know, persevering through all the all the difficult times. And, uh, you know, last year was really hard in terms of, you know, it was almost a year ago. I think last Friday on March 12th, since I got the call that my last nc 2 as was canceled. Yeah. And after that, I kind of just said, you know, I don't think I'm done with the sport. I want to keep going no matter how long that is. And yeah. And then I signed with the Cali Condors and went to ISL and now I'm here in Knoxville.
0: Yeah. Well, let's, um, let's talk about that. You know, you were in Budapest. How long, how long was that trip? <laughs>
1: It was about six weeks.
0: Yeah, six weeks in a foreign country, getting COVID tested every day, swimming in in this unique format. What, you know, I know that was six weeks and I know you guys had to do so many things and I know it had to be an amazing trip, but did you, what did you feel like you really learned? I mean, did like over those six weeks, what were the maybe one or two things you could take away from that experience in particular?
1: I think it kind of relates back to what you were introing. With the control, the controllables a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Because that was a huge aspect to how I could handle those six weeks. Because, you know, you're, you're across the seas, you're in a bubble, and you can't – I mean, you can have commu- – we had communication with the outside world, but we couldn't physically go, you know, a certain amount of uh, miles outside of our hotel. And, uh, we, I mean, we, we had outside time every single day. But it was – I learned to control the controllables even more so than I did – you know it just kind of reinforced that and yeah. then i think also listen to your body because ultimately i think growing up i didn't do that i kind of just and and that's that's fine as a as an age group swimmer i think it's important to just focus on the details and, and grind but as you get older and i'm not old i'm 23. But <laughs> yeah let's be get, careful
0: how what we call old around here <laughs>
1: And I know I'm not old, but in the sport, I'm a little bit older compared to some of the sure. other yeah. swimmers that are at my level that, you know, cause right now, a lot of the younger athletes uh, that are, you know, like 18 and 17 through 18, they're really doing well right now. And, you know, as you get older, I mean, it's just harder to consistently train at an elite level, depending on, you know, how you're feel, feeling your body, how you're recovering and all that good stuff. So I really just tried to listen to my body while I was overseas because, you know, some one day I, you know, there, there was this one day where I was feeling really drained and I felt like I just needed the morning off to kind of recover and take care of what I needed to do stretching wise. And, um and, you know, like foam rolling, all that. And so that particular instance definitely helped my afternoon practice. And it was one of the best practices that I had over the, over the camp. So yeah, just, really listening to my body and learning that we know our bodies best, especially as professional athletes. And, you know, it's, it's important to be in tune with what you're feeling.
0: Yeah. And I think that brings up a great point, right? I mean, you just had to take ownership of yourself. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I think over there, it sounds to me like you, you really learned how to advocate for yourself and listen to yourself. Would you agree with that?
1: Definitely. I think that I, I, I was kind of in a transitional period because I was, I knew that I was going to be leaving Georgia soon and I was already ready for my move to Knoxville. And so, I I mean, I kind of, on a side note, I don't think that um, I think that it was kind of an awkward, an awkward time for me because I was still being coached by Sean Schimmel, who was, you know, my Georgia pro coach. And then I also knew that I wasn't going to be there for that long. So I think that kind of in between, I, I had to really take ownership of what I felt I, I wanted and needed. And so, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that.
0: Yeah, okay. You know, now that you're in, in Knoxville, in Tennessee, um, you know, going from being a, you know, collegiate athlete, uh, the whole team, and I know, and we could talk about this a little bit later, you're, at least in my mind, just a tremendous relay swimmer. Um, right. We'll, we'll, we'll hit that a little bit later, but so what's it like going from, you know, you're on a team and you got to be there for everybody to now it's like, I know you're on a team, but you you really like you're, you have, you have selfish goals right now. Right. And what's that, what's that like for you?
1: It's so different. Yeah. Being, I mean, I I can relate it back to high school to college to now it's been, I I can't lie. It's been really difficult and not because I, I think ultimately when I was in high school and college like I always wanted to I always wanted to be a leader and made sure that I was doing everything even if I wasn't you know I, even if I was an underclassman and I wasn't a captain or anything like that um, I wanted to make sure that I was exuding leadership qualities all the time. And nowadays it's weird for me because I'm doing it all for myself and right. It's been a little bit of a struggle because I, although I like focusing on myself, I do miss that doing it for something bigger than myself aspect of it. Right. So, yeah, that's been kind of a, a, a big change.
0: Yeah. If we could maybe kind of go back in time to your uh, high school days, um, you know, so you were 15-time state champ. I mean, that you just had the one and you would have tied a teammate of yours. Um, but 15 times, but how many of those were relays, Veronica? I don't know exactly, but.
1: I swam three relays every year that won. So 12?
0: So 12 relays. Mm-hmm. Um, when you approached those meet and you knew you were going to be on three relays, what was your mindset going into that?
1: Well, I remember freshman year you talking to me. And so it was when the lineup officially came out for the first time. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm a baby freshman. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what am I, you know?
0: Chris is talking to me. <laughs> what does this mean?
1: <laughs> and I actually remember this conversation. We're looking at the lineup on the wall like you, you guys posted, you know. And yeah. uh, I don't know if you do that now still. Maybe you do. Uh, yeah. But, COVID um,
0: predictions, you know, you got to <laughs> hand them out now.
1: Oh, gotcha. so I remember you know looking at it posted on the wall and seeing three relays and going wait isn't that not how it's supposed to go and you pulled me to the side after and you said you said hey I I think you said my full name because you hadn't started calling me VK yet (laughs) but (laughs) you said hey Veronica I I just I really need you on these relays and I you know I I trust you so much so you know and I, I think you're a great team player so how do how you feel about it? And I was like, awesome. You know, I was like, yeah. okay, like let's do this. And it just be, kind of became, you know, obviously a theme throughout the next three years. Yeah. And so, I mean, I just kind of approached all the realized like these score the most points, these are the most important swims for the team and I have to give my all no matter what. So I don't know. I just, I, I feel like I've personally always been a really good team player and wanted to sacrifice i guess in a sense those individual titles for something that i could do with my teammates and ultimately those were the most fun realizing or the most fun events anyways because yeah. i was with all my girls and it was really fun and i think i just had a really fun time with it and i think it just translated into college you know and i just i always wanted to do that because it was the most fun and it was really even the like to- completely the most rewarding as well
0: yeah, and I think that leads to, if I look at you and why you were successful, I think the social part and the relay part was crucial for your success. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every time we go to a meet, you know, Veronica, you'd be the first one to go see all your friends from other teams and things like that. Do you think your success and why you love the sport so much because of your relationships and, and talk to us about what that what that means to you?
1: Completely, yeah. I had my, one of my best friends in the entire world is Kendall Smith, who, or, uh, I guess, moved to Carmel when she was either in seventh grade or eighth grade, and her and I actually roomed together on the Omaha trip in 2012, and that's where we became actually, like, really good friends, and so, kind of just to start off with that friendship, I mean, she was my dry land partner all throughout high school, and, you know, that friendship specifically really Got me through, you know, all the difficult times in training and um, difficult times in in high school in general, and made the better made the good times even better. So, yeah, and I, I think I went on, a, I mean, I only went to two national junior team camps, but also uh, we had some random camps in Indiana as well where I would you know meet people from other teams. And anytime I raised someone, um especially, it, at state meets and stuff I always try to you know say good job at the end, at the after the end of every race and I think that I mean I'm actually more of an introvert than than it might seem when I'm at swim meets and I think you know that from me yeah, a little bit absolutely. but I <laughs> I think that I just it's just kind of my personality like I always wanted to make sure that I said hi to everyone that I could while I had the time to and um, I think the relationships that I've built throughout the sport have been so meaningful to me because I've met some of my best friends and then I've also, you know, just grown up with these people that make an impact on my life. So that's kind of all I got to say about that, but I really do value all those friendships and relationships in general. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's not about the times you go. It's about the times you have, right?
1: Definitely. Definitely. That's, that's something that I've always kept with me for sure. And I, I even more so now have to remember that because there's, you know, speak completely honestly. I, (laughs) I had a really hard time in Budapest because I wasn't swimming very well, or at least not too up to my standards. And that was another big takeaway, not to go back to that too much, but that was a big takeaway from the whole experience is that I love my teammates and I loved making new friends and, and the things that I learned from other people, you know, outweighed all the bad swims. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And speaking of important relationships in your life, I know um, you swam with your sister for three years in high school and three years in college Mm -hmm. and she's about to compete in the NCAA coming up here soon. So look at that smile on your face. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, what was it like, Swimming with your sister, what were the, some of the good times, and, and maybe did you have any tough times where you guys fought about stuff, or uh, you if you're willing to share any of those?
1: We never well to start off. We never really fought about swimming stuff. Right. <laughs> it was always just normal sister stuff. Yeah. But I think having her by my side really, I guess to start off, you know, in high school, I one of my favorite memories was swimming my senior year 400 free relay at the end of the state meet with her. And I, I remember I fought so, I, I say I fought so hard, but she definitely fought harder to have that spot. But I remember kind of being like, hey, you guys should put her on that relay. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I, I doubt my... She gave
0: every opportunity she had. She extends. made sure that she, hey, Chris, you see that 100 free there? Like she, she brought it up. <laughs> I, yeah. So,
1: you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't for me to to say whether or not she you know deserved that because that was all her for sure for sure for sure but i do remember you know just thinking oh that would be so cool if that happened but yeah, that was one of my favorite memories and looking back you know just to finish off high school my last high school race with her was something that i'll always cherish and and i mean in college it was definitely a learning curve because we were in a completely new place with completely different people so we definitely had some challenging times together. And, um, I mean, she we, – we both had completely different experiences at Georgia. And in no, no bad way or anything, it's just because we are different people, it was different. I mean, she swims, you know, 2, 4 IM, 200 back, and I'm a sprinter. So even with what we race, it was different. So, I, I mean, she was really close to making NC2As all – you know all three year all her first three years and then this year she makes NT2A's and she actually thought she was done swimming after SECs and made it kind of unexpectedly and I think it's just that it attributes to how much work she put in 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 her whole swimming career but especially over the past year and made the most of the pandemic because she just hammered down I couldn't be more proud of her I mean I I look I looked up to her when we were at home in quarantine because she was just crushing it day in and day out yeah and i'm like oh i gotta step up my game because she's just (laughs) such a badass i mean i so yeah no having her by my side that was a really in in in-depth detailed uh description but yes having her by my side has meant the world to me
0: yeah you know obviously i work with your, with your dad currently, but, uh, your dad, he, um, I just know how much he cares for you and your, and your brother and sister. And he, -hmm. he would go to the end of the degree to see you guys swim and to support Mm you. But what was it like having your dad, um, who's also a swim coach, be your, be your dad too. Like, you know, was there any, uh, any times where it got you know, hectic or like, what was that relationship? When you have a father who's a coach?
1: There's always gonna be a balance of relationships, I think. And I'm sure you can relate as-
0: Yeah, I'm actually looking for advice right now on my own two <laughs> kids, so.
1: So I think what my dad did really well when we were a lot younger, well, when we were a lot younger, he didn't really talk much swimming with us at all, at least from what I remember. Yeah. This could be different with my sister, but from my perspective, I don't remember him talking a lot about swimming. I think he would, you know, be really excited for us, and you know, obviously, good job of everything. But um, he didn't try to talk specifics. You know, I, he was just a supportive dad, always there. And when when we wanted to talk specifics, he would say, you know, like if if you want me to give you my input, then. I'm, I'm happy to, but if not, then, you know, I'm I'm good just saying good job and, and, and offering support whenever, you know, whenever we needed it. So I don't know. I, I think there was always a good balance because he never was – he was never too pushy, and I think he really let us have our own space in the sport and grow, and I think that it was – I mean, obviously, he's like you said, he's back at Carmel now, and um, I think it was really important for us to have our own swim journeys and be coached by other people. I remember when I was really young and he was, you know, still coaching at Carmel, he, you know, back in the day, he, like all the older kids would be like, Oh, like it's Veronica and Sammy, like Tom's kids. And then, um, you know, when he wasn't there, I think we really just Sammy and I flourished kind of on our own. And it was important for us to have that space to make the sport our own and have our own journey without, him giving too much input but obviously like we went to him if we had specific advice or you know what did that look like so but we but really we we sammy and i i think I, I can talk for i think both of us when i say we really trusted our own coaches and we wanted to just have our dad be our dad a lot of the time but
0: yeah no i think for any of those parents out there listening today that's that's great advice and i i i remember hearing a story about uh, archie manning peyton manning Peyton Manning's dad and uh, he told his kids, I will help you quarterback or do whatever, but you have to ask. So I think, yeah. I think, I think your dad did it right there. Like I'll help you, but you've got to ask for it first. Right. So
1: I agree completely. Yes.
0: Yeah. The, we appreciate your time. We're going to get into some of the, uh, the fast finishers or some sprints here at the end. Okay. Uh, so I hope you're ready for this Veronica.
1: I'm as ready as I can be, I think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I know how much you like to, to go fast at the end. Like that's one of your favorite things, right? Mm-hmm. And guess. you hate to lose.
1: I do. <laughs> there
0: are no wrong answers here, though. So here we go. Ready? Yeah. Uh, who would you like to do a social kick with? Anybody? With Caleb Dressel. Caleb Dressel. Okay, good answer. All right. What song would you least like to pop up during a workout?
1: Some type of, I, I can't pick a specific song, but some type of like screamo music would be terrible.
0: <laughs> what kind? of? I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> like just like heavy metal.
0: Oh, heavy metal. Okay. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Screaming music. Okay. All right. All right. Would you rather swim in the deep end or shallow end? Deep end. Deep end all the way. Okay. Would you rather have to do reverse circle or a breath control set?
1: Breath control.
0: Okay. Yep. Reverse circle sucks, doesn't it? No, it does. (laughs) Yeah. Got to turn a different way. (laughs) What would be Veronica Birchall's favorite IM order? If you could choose any IM order, what would it be? That's such a
1: tough one. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm inclined to say that it would be still butterfly, but then do brushstroke and then freestyle, then backstroke. But I have no idea because I'm just not, (laughs) I I have butterfly and freestyle down, but the two in the middle, I don't. I think the way it's set up now is probably not the best for my own personal strengths, but I don't know which one would be better.
0: Yeah. Now you did go one Oh two and the hundred breaststroke in high school. I'll just point that out. So, but it
1: was broken this year, which was amazing.
0: Yeah, it was. We did break that record. Uh, I'm so
1: happy with that.
0: <laughs> yeah. We're happy for that too. <laughs> uh, would you rather kick or pull?
1: Kick. 100%.
0: I know, oh, right now. <laughs> Would you rather have to be in a lane or in a pool that is too cold or too warm? Too cold. Too cold. Oh, okay. Are you going first or are you going last? Lane leader or caboose? First. First. I knew it. I should. I could answer that one for you. <laughs> uh, how many strokes in the 25 are you allowed on a kick set? One. One. Right. Yeah. Some of those people lane line. I thought now that you're a post grad, I wasn't sure if that was still the rule for you.
1: I, I got, I I remember getting mad at, at people that would do more. So I, I always would stick to it one myself and uh, make sure that I was leading by example.
0: Lead by example. Right. Uh, drag socks or pulleys? Pulleys. Pulleys. Yeah. Okay. Probably 200 fly or 400 IM. 200 fly. Yeah. I knew that one. (laughs) And lastly, what's your favorite uh Gatorade flavor color? Maybe blue. Blue. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, well, all right.
1: I don't really know. I don't I, I I don't really have a favorite, but I guess it would be some sort of the blue.
0: <laughs> blue. You wouldn't mix them together. You don't have a mix.
1: Yeah, I think we we had some fun mix. It was like the clear and the blue. It was some sort of green. You know, like the green color. I don't know what flavor it was, but it was really good. I, I remember blue. one day in college. <laughs>
0: okay yeah. um tell us who you're sponsored by and where you are give a little you get a plug for your sponsor right now
1: uh so i'm sponsored by a3 performance okay and uh yeah i'm just i'm in knoxville tennessee so training with the tennessee elite pro group and i am also a profession i, I wouldn't i wouldn't say i'm a professional but like i'm start i'm doing photography as a side business right now so um, if I'm ever in Carmel, um, I'll I'd love to take photos for family, friends, you know, all that good stuff. Do
0: you have a website or Instagram people can I, follow? I do have
1: I do have a website. Um, it's linked on my Instagram and link. My Instagram is VK Virtual, but my photography is Veronica Catherine Photo.
0: Awesome, yeah. Veronica. We thank you for your time today.
1: Yeah, thank you. We wish you the best us. of
0: luck coming up.
1: Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it, Chris. Good to talk to you again and catch up.
0: Yeah, great to catch up. We'll see you.
1: All right. See you, Chris. Bye.